the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! Thanks for tuning in to The Point After Show. It's a milestone for us here at The Point After Show. It's our 10th episode, double-digit mark. We hit the century mark. Yeah, well, kind of. a tenth of the way there. Yeah. Uh, I'm the host with the most fantasy flops, Eddie Skarupa. I'm joined alongside by Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko and $5 Dots with all the junk Tommy Lipko. And, of course, Joe Cabby, the producer, Caviston. It's week nine. We're going to go over a little recap from our Saturday's episode. Um, I know Tommy and Paul, they went, Tom went three for four for his over-under picks. We still have two going, uh, two players going tonight, but, uh, and Paul went one for four for Typical. his over-unders. But yeah. Typical. Hey, Poop. You know, it's, it's less than 50%, but it's better than 0%, Paul. Barely, yes. Before um, we start, I'd mm. like to say... Welcome back, Cavi. Oh, we love you, Cavi. Love you, buddy. Welcome yeah. back miss to the you. show. We did miss you hard because I'll be honest to tell you, we completely were on a train wreck section last week. <laughs> we did okay. We but did. Nah, you guys not, did good. It got out there. People heard it. It's out there. <clears throat> um, but, Paul, what uh, we, we went over some uh, flex plays, some sit starts. What? How did we do? I don't even know. Like I was I was looking at our, our I, stats. Hey, man, I think uh, some of the some of the – we did okay. Flex pl- we oh, did okay. Without a doubt. Some we of the big great. flex oh, players. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Some of the big flex players that we threw out there for this week. Uh, Mike Wallace went bananas today. Got a little bit sick in the middle of the game. Had to leave for a while, but he uh, that had was a well after. Yard touchdown. Yeah, that was well after he was already kicking my ass because the guy that actually played us listens to the podcast and put him in like a prick. Um, which is actually a good thing, I guess. But uh, Moncrief had a nice had a touchdown. Big great game, game again. Yep. Great game. And Michael Thomas. So, I mean, there's three flex players that we threw out there. Rookie of the year? For, Just uh, kidding, Zeke. Uh, three flex players that we threw for out Dak. there on Friday, on, on, well, over the week, before the weekend. And uh, hopefully our listeners picked up on those, threw them in their lineup. This was a big week where I had a lot of questions about the tight end position. You know, you had a lot of big tight ends on by. You had Gronk, Martellus Bennett, Tyler Eifert, Jordan Reed, Zach Miller. You know, uh, a lot of questions came out this week, and I think we nailed our tight end questions on Twitter and, and last week when we were asked some questions. You know, uh, we said start Jason Witten. I had the bold prediction where he'd have two touchdowns going off of He got Eddie's. one. He got one and over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah you were he spot catches on. 134 him. yards and a touchdown huge. I obviously hate to admit it, but you were uh, spot on with Witten this week. I was way off. I, I, I liked Pitta. Um, Pitta in a pinch. Can I we get it. another um, uh, Pitta pitiful? Pitta, another yeah, confession. Pitta. Who else picked Pitta last <laughs> yeah, week in Pitta, the podcast? Ed? Pitta was short for pitiful against the Steelers. Who I was, I was going along and agreeing, agreeing with them. Like, I think he just know. felt bad for me because it was a sympathy agreement. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how's everybody doing this weekend? Uh, they're Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's gonna win. 
Maybe don't I say don't, it. Eddie. I don't want to. Don't I don't want to jinx myself. Oh, that goes back like myself. two episodes ago. Where the worst is playing the first in our league, and right now Eddie is projected to win, but he's not going to talk about I have it. Kristen Michael and my defensive player left, and I'm only down by eight points. Six points. Six points. Yeah. And Cavi, well, he's he's yet to be determined because we it's are obviously recording before the uh, during the game of Oakland, and as everybody that knows our podcast. Cavi's entire team is playing right now, so he has no idea. And the rest of my team's on bye, so I yeah. think it's pretty safe to say that I'm not going to win this uh, week. Tommy, how'd you do? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> and shout out to Pops, who, by the way, is just dominating us right now. The old man is kicking our ass. He beat me two and a half weeks ago. Uh, he is beating Tommy this week. Yeah, yeah, he's beating me. Uh, say it again. Ah. <laughs> Yep. Did I catch a Niner in there? I did oh. catch a Niner in there. <laughs> I was calling from Milwaukee Talkie. And uh and and I'm actually uh I'm I'm right now ahead, but it's it's still no, jury's you, out. I win. should I should beat uh I should beat Mike. You're projected to win by twenty five. So I'm I'm a little nervous this week. My team's come back to life. If I had to do a whole panic button segment by myself, I would go down my entire team. Yeah. Top to bottom. Not good. Not good. It's just terrible. I'm always high on my team, and they always suck. But that's a good. Uh, that is a good um, segue, right? That is a good segue. Great segue. Absolutely, because we're gonna go. This is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about uh, Polly's panic button players. We're gonna talk. Uh, Cavi's gonna give his WTF. We're gonna do dumb dumb fantasy plays of the week from our either our friends, listeners. family, listeners, Twitter followers, email questions, all the dumb dumbs, all the dumb dumb plays that we think are the the best to talk about. Uh, Tommy's top targets on the waiver wire and then we're going to end with our dear diary entries which is our uh, our deeper kind of dark que- side. Queer tone to it's going to be a fun podcast. show. Um but first, I just want to say, if you have any questions, you can always e- email us at uh, thepointaftershow at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at pointaftershow. My Twitter handle is at E-S-K-O-R-U-P-A underscore P-A-S, Tom. I'm a T-L-I-P underscore the P-A-S, Smokey. I am Paul underscore the P-A show. Cavi? I'm Cavi underscore the P-A-S show. Our- all right, let's go to uh, Polly's panic button. All right, guys, today's panic button. Tommy and I are going to go back and forth here with a couple guys that we are feeling very, very worried um, about. My first one is Terrence West from the Baltimore Ravens. Terrence West has been a, um, I don't know, he's been a bit of a nightmare lately for his owners. He was really, really hot there early on. Cavi benched him during the hot streak and yeah, then Cavie, started him during the cold streak. Correct. Actually, Terrence West sent you a tweet, didn't you, and said, please bench me again? Because I yeah. think that was the only time he was running really pretty good. Very true. So since week six, T. West has gone for a whopping 31 yards. Uh, not per game. That's actually total. He's run for 31 yards. Um, in week seven, he had 10 yards. He had a bye. And then la- this, today, this week, he had 21 more yards. Uh, and he did that all against the third worst running uh, defense against Don't fantasy points. Don't even say what team it is. Yeah, it's our Steelers who, uh, who who lost, but that's not where we're going down the road here. Um, and, and on top of the fact, he's losing carries the last couple of weeks to uh, Kenneth Dixon, so I'm, I'm hardcore panicking on him. Cavi, what do you think? You own him. What do you I'm think? I'm panicking on the fact that he's not producing, but I don't think uh, 
Dixon's the answer. He can't like today. He went out with like a rib injury. He's not. He they can't keep him on the field. Um, but I'm definitely concerned about the fact that should have kept Justin Forsett. Yeah. yeah, I just don't understand why this team doesn't want to run the ball. They're kind of like like they they remind me of speaking of Justin Forsett of the Lions who. You get 37 running backs on your roster, but yet you choose to not run the ball ever. I, I don't get it. I think but. it's because they paid their quarterback $120 million, so they're trying to get every penny's worth out of that son of a gun. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, Wes got 15 attempts today. He just couldn't do anything with them. The, the line's so bad. 15 attempts for 21 yards. Yeah, They terrible. probably should have just taken him behind the woodshed and put him down. I can get 15 attempts at Kate Upton. I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'd wow, love to get 15 <laughs> attempts at her. It'd be the worst 15 seconds of her life. Uh, T, how about you, buddy? What do you uh, What do you got for panicking? Uh, we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles all the time. You know, I'm panicking on Ryan Matthews right now. He was drafted in the fourth round this year in a lot of fantasy leagues. He hasn't been doing anything at all. You look at the last two weeks. Yeah, sure, he had a touchdown, but, you know, two weeks ago he had four carries for 10 yards. This week he had five carries for 15 yards. He's only averaging seven fantasy points a week, you know, since week three. I'm really panicking on this guy. I, I, I'm i just really worried. You know, that over the next uh, six games he faces uh, three of the top eight rush defenses. So, you know, during that span he's not going to do much. If I have Ryan Matthews on my team, Darren Sproles is sniffing around. I'm panicking. Yeah. Sproles yeah, I mean, was you go ahead, go ahead, Sproles was a decent uh like if you were in a pinch this week and you played him in a flex like I did in my other league, he got me ten points. He's yeah, a decent that's pickup. Not, that's not a bad flex yeah. play. If you yeah. watch if you're watching these games, like Sproles is Sproles is the athlete, man. He is the better player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's faster, he's more elusive. Yeah. Like he passes every eye test you can see as far as watching and who's Unless the better it's athlete. Like third and one. But he doesn't Definitely get the, Sproles his struggles. promise is he right. doesn't get those goal line carries like like Matthews does where he scored today. He scored last week in the same thing. But if I'm honestly, if I'm first off, if I'm an Eagles fan in general, I'm panicking because that entire offense is what is did a we say? Oh, I said weeks ago, you guys yeah. were talking all high on Carson Wentz, and I said he was yep. junk. I said, I get a lot of, a I, I can be honest, I get a lot of Twitter hate and a lot of, uh, I mean, even friends of mine that were obviously from Pennsylvania. We have a lot of people that we know that are, that are Eagles followers and fans, and we get a lot of hate for barking about the Eagles. But Wentz does not look that good right now. No. See, I don't um, know. I think he's. I, I don't think he's a fantasy. Yeah, he had a I, I think, yard game. Team, yeah, I think fantasy wise, he's not a relevant player. But I mean, if you're looking at the future of real football, he's. Yeah. he's so I think until right I think until Wentz starts to look good again, uh, fantasy wise, I don't think you're going to get um, Matthews looking. good. I don't think Matthews no. going to look good even when I, Wentz looks. I good. think the most terrifying he needs, thing he needs carries. Like you can't judge a guy on five carries in the right. and, and they just don't give it to him. Mm-hmm. So I think the 100 percent agree with you, T. The most concerning thing I think about today was that you saw Darren Sproles carry it on five third downs and one fourth and one. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even put him in for those. For, so, for so what, what do you think? Do you, do you guys try to do you, do you try to trade him if you have him on your team, or do you do you drop him? Nah, you don't drop him. You definitely try to trade him, but I think your expectations going into that trade have to be pretty freaking low. I mean, it's it's getting close to the trade deadline. I don't know. I don't know. Would anybody even? I think you got to. I think you. I think if I'm if I'm being honest, I would probably try to trade him, and I would take low ball offers. I think I would be looking for the best low ball offer I can find because you're going to get nothing but low ball offers. But take the best of what you can and get him rid of him because this is just like you said, T. This is back to back weeks where he's only ran the ball five times. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, he's basically completely irrelevant. Two weeks, twenty five total yards. What 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 do you expect out of that? Uh, Trade him. 
Yeah, so you, you, put, you put them on like an eBay trade deadline. Wrap them like up with a, wrap them up with the, the highest offer. Wrap them yeah, up with best uh, he's, he's OBO, OBO. Yeah. best offer. I'd wrap them up with like a guy uh, like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a DeAndre like Hopkins Trojan and man. DeAndre Hopkins and hope for the best. I don't know. Um, all right, so we'll keep moving here. So my second panic button is a guy that. Uh, he was he he played this week, which was a good sign because he was supposed to be uh, he might have been out, but he wasn't. Jeremy Macklin, uh, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. I got him on my roster. I'll be honest. I drafted him this year as my wide receiver three. It's sad to say this, but he hasn't even performed at that. Um, he in eight games this this season, he's only broken the double digit fantasy points three times in a PPR league. And once in a standard league. So he's not getting you even wide receiver three numbers. Now he's got the injury. He didn't even make it through the first quarter today. Chances are he's probably not going to be playing next week based on how it looked and he didn't get back in the game. Um, if, if As a Jerry McLemore, I'm 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 trying to get rid of him um, before the trade deadline. I'm a Jerry, or that or I'm he's just sitting McLean on my bench. owner too. He's just not good in that offense. Give him he, he, he but he was last year. Last year he was he was really good. They threw the ball downfield. I thought Foles coming in for replacing Alex Smith. They're going to throw the ball. Yeah, I thought, thought they throw the ball. Go back to their but Eagles I feel like they, I feel yeah, like maybe. they have. There's there's. I mean, they didn't. I don't know what Alex the hell. Smith there's there's guys catching the ball. Woman. There's guys know. catching the ball for Kansas City that I honestly have never heard of before, um, and it's not named Jeremy Macklin. Uh, you know, I mean you. It's just I don't know. Like he he was he was high on my radar. I'll be the first to admit it. And now um, he's he's trash. So I'm I'm gonna try and deal him, but uh, more than likely he's going to be sitting on my bench. Uh, Me too. Uh, so my last panic button, Marvin Jones. The Lions haven't really been doing much on offense the last couple of weeks. They had a couple ma- uh, bad matchups. They had Minnesota this week, but they have Minnesota again coming up shortly. He's only been averaging a little less than 10 fantasy points since week three. He hasn't had over 13 fantasy points since then. Uh, Marvin Jones, again today, did crap. Golden Tate, the guy we were oh, hating on for a long boy. time, is finally coming alive when we've been talking about this. Notre Dame guy. Notre Dame guy, <laughs> says the Cav, the producer. He should probably go back and play for Notre Dame. They could use all the help they get. Doing backflips in the end zone and stuff oh, today. To yeah. end it, a little toe tap there down That's the right. sideline. Pushed the guy off me and said, yeah, that, we're scoring. That touchdown was pretty nasty yeah. in overtime. Yeah. But it was really, really nice. If, if I have a second panic button, it's definitely Marvin Jones. Again, what do you do with this guy? Do you... you you have to start him, I guess. I don't know. People drafted him as like, you know, what do you do? Wide do you receiver two. I don't even know. Like, he had, I had I think a couple one catch for five years. yards or something. I, I had a couple. Yeah, I had a I had a couple guys on um, on Twitter send me. You know, do I start Matt? Uh, I'm sorry. Do I start Marvin Jones over this guy? Do I start Marvin Jones over this guy? And and no matter what they were asking me, it was always no. Like Marvin Jones was not a good start this week. He was playing Minnesota. He yeah. hasn't been a good start in many weeks. And I, I only had to start Golden Tate because I had to. Well, you know what I mean? We, we talked was, about it, it in a couple a couple episodes. Now we've talked about Marvin Jones being he's Buster just Buster Central. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since week, week three. three when he had that forty some fantasy point, two hundred yards yeah. receiving week three. He quite honestly, if you go into the if you go into a, a, an encyclopedia and you look up blowing your load. I'm pretty positive you see Marvin Jones week three because that's pretty much all he that, – that was it. He blew his load week three, and that was it. Now he's soaking up someone's fantasy points that are on their on – their He's not even soaking off. up any fantasy points. Yeah. He's, he's lack of fantasy points. Yeah, he's soaking up a roster spot for someone. That's um, it. 
disclaimer, we don't um, soak up. We, well, we don't soak up, but we also don't recommend uh, Googling blowing your load if you're at work. Don't do that at work. Yeah. NSFW. NSFW. Please. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to uh, Cavi's WTF. Speaking of blowing your load. All right, this week's WTF man goes out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Dear Eagles, can we just figure out what's going on, especially with the running back position? Is it Sproles? Is it Matthews? I just need a little consistency in my life right now. This is a fantasy nightmare over there. Matthews gets a touchdown. Sproles does absolutely everything else. Neither of them can really become a fantasy value because of that. Can you guys start to utilize Jordan Matthews properly? The guy's just getting lost in the mix. Can't find the end zone. Can't understand what's going on there. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback, but he's doing absolute crap in fantasy because no matter what he does, he manages to throw two interceptions along with it that somehow aren't costing them the games, but they're not helping either. P.S. Huff, leave the hollow point bullets in Pennsylvania. Guns and weeds don't mix. You're screwed. That's this week's WTF, man. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of Huff, would we consider Huff a dum dum? Oh, big dum dum. Yeah, just big, checking. Big dum dum. Just uh, checking. I don't know. It depends what part you're talking about. <laughs> I think we're gonna move into the dum dum segment after the after Ooh. speaking of Huff. Okay. I like this one. Dum dum. Welcome to our weekly dum dum section. The dum dum section comes to us from our Twitter followers and our emailers that basically send us. Opponents that they were playing against that may have made one of the dumbest moves by benching a stud and playing a dud. So our first dum-dum comes from at Anthony89, and his opponent played Ben Roethlisberger and benched Colin Kaepernick, which on any normal terms is actually a great idea, but not this week. Ben, Big Ben went for 264, a touchdown and a pick for 19 yards. Colin Kaepernick went for 398, two touchdowns and a pick against New Orleans' piss-poor defense for 28 points. So he lost out on nine points. So what he you said he benched Kaepernick for No, Roth- he benched Roth. Oh, yeah, yeah, he benched Kaepernick and played Roethlisberger. Can I say something to you? Sure. I think you're a dum-dum for having this one on there. Why? Because... Who would start Colin Kaepernick over Roethlisberger? A lot of people, considering Kaepernick was playing New Orleans and Ben wasn't even sure he was going I to said, be playing. I, I told you guys that last week, Cap to, versus Newton, though, it's a little different. Yeah, but big, yeah, it's even worse. Big Ben was Not pretty really. much he, you knew he had you knew he had a torn meniscus, and he was playing Baltimore, a rivalry game in Baltimore. I would have probably done it too. I think. I would have started yeah, Cap. Yeah, I, I, I said Cap over Cam Newton. Yes. Yeah. healthy. Right. 100% healthy. I would have 100% started Cap over Big Ben if I had that opportunity. But I didn't. And apparently neither did, or apparently Anthony's opponent did have that opportunity. So for that, I call him a... Dum-dum. Next we come from uh, at Prescott77. And, Is this uh, Dax, brother? It's funny that you say that because listen to this dum-dum. So, at Prescott 77 started Matt Stafford this week over his twin brother, Dak Prescott. Is it Sidney Prescott from no. the three movies? No. No. Okay. It's it's not actually uh, his twin brother. But okay. 
Same names. So Prescott 77 started. I'm sorry, he didn't start, but his, his opponent started. Matt Stafford over Dak Prescott this week. Matt Stafford was playing Minnesota's defense, so I'm not sure why. Apparently that guy didn't listen to the uh, listen to the podcast last week. But he went for 219, two touchdowns and a, and a pick for 15 fantasy points. Dak went for 247, three touchdowns, no picks for 26. And he if lost. you listened to our podcast last week, you heard me get pretty down. He, you got really romantic about Dak. He was my bromance last bromantic. week. Bromantic. Sure it was. It was bromantic. bromantic. It was you the most romantic thing romantic. I've done in a while. I actually was afraid to leave you alone for a little bit after that. <laughs> oh. Thought there was going to be like towels ruined in I the house. I was crying during it. So. Socks. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, tube socks. The Grable effect. <laughs> so uh, basically uh, this person, uh, he put up 15 points on his starting roster with Stafford versus Dax, 26. He lost 11 points. And I call him a... Next, we got Mark Simmons, at Mark Simmons. That's a pretty unique name. Any Mark, relation to Bill? No. Russell. No. Russell. I think he okay. might be Russell's. So Mark says his opponent played Darren Sproles. Wow, we got a lot of Eagles content. Well, I'm going we, to are, get, we are from Pennsylvania. I'm going so. to get hated on by all these Eagle people that follow Pennsylvania. me. Pennsylvania. Uh, Darren Sproles over Dewan Harris. Can't say that I would have really blamed you on that, but apparently you didn't listen to us on Twitter. Uh, Dewan Harris actually came in in replacement of Carlos Hyde for running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He put up 132 total yards and a touchdown for 20 points. Little old Darren Sproles put up 71 total yards, no finding the end zone this week for 11 points. He lost 9 points in that transaction. Mr. Mark Simmons actually beat him, according to Mark Simmons, by 7 points, so that hurt a lot. Uh, so for that, we call him a... Dum-dum. I feel like you guys aren't into this. Come on. Let's get some love. I'm waiting for, like, a good one. Uh, yeah, me too. Like all right, well, here's the... Some here's of them were like right, dum-dums yeah, yeah. on your part. Yeah, I don't like think a, they are at all. I think there's unless a... Unless you're scraping the bottom of the barrel like, looking... Like, like desperation like, mode I'll, for these. I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a dum-dum moment here. I started Jonathan Stewart as a flex. <laughs> so who, got me, who got me 4.7 points. Dum-dum. And I had Mark Ingram on my bench who got me 35. So I am a dumb, dumb man. So that makes Eddie a... Dumb, dumb. Well, speaking of Mark Ingram, we got FF Defeat, who could be the biggest dumb, dumb. And he actually openly admitted he did this to us uh, on his team. He uh, outthought the entire fantasy football process. And he started Charkandrick West. Kevy, you picked up Charkandrick. Did you I start did. him this week? I did. All right. I had no other option. So Charkandrick West let down everybody that picked him up uh, this week. Charkandrick West and Theo Riddick. He started both of them. Listen to who he benched. Mark Ingram and Frank Gore. You tell me that you're not out trying to outthink fantasy and you're trying to just play matchups and whatever you think is going to happen. Yeah, there he Charkandrick West went for eight points. Theo Riddick went for eight points. Ingram went just straight F you to Peyton for benching him last week. Put up 35. Frank Gore does his normal nasty two touchdowns for 22 points. FF defeat. I'm going to go on his bandwagon there. I may have done the same place because you figure everybody was talking last week how Hightower was going to be the man now in this. In New yeah, but you Orleans. love Gore. You barked up Gore. I Would you really bench Gore? Gore? I know you're a Riddick guy, though. Yeah, Maybe Riddick and, and um, Charkandrick West. Everybody was talking with Spencer Ware out with a concussion. He had a pretty solid matchup versus Jacksonville this week. Yeah. So people were talking he was going to do some great things this week, too. So, you know, maybe you bought into the hype. You didn't start your, your bread and butter. I think you, you got to start your studs. You got to start your studs. Uh, 
And I see it. Ingram, we, we, we were a little down on Ingram. Everybody was. Everybody was. Ingram. You watch anybody or listen to any podcast, especially ours, because we're awesome. But we were all talking about it. But I love Ingram the fact too. that Ingram bounced back this week and gave his coach the big FU. I think but what do you think awesome. about it going forward, though, right? I think Is he's he going to be all right. Hightower's still a good, too. But anyway, can we give with... FFD feet the big... Dum-dum. All right. Last one I got is a Twitter follower of mine, a Twitter follower of Tommy's. I think he Twitter follows the entire... Is that uh, Twizzlers? No. It's <laughs> it's at Stroud Rounder. Oh, oh Okay, man. I know that guy. At yeah, Stroud I think Rounder. I saw it once or before when I was trying to make some deletes. I think he, I, I actually think he should change his name to at Clown Shoe, but we'll go with it for at Stroud Rounder. He played Travis Kelsey over Jason Witten this week. This guy, I remember he was direct messaging me, DMing me, sliding in, in my oh, inbox, slipping into your right? DMs, asking yeah. me who to start this heavy, week. and I told him he needs to start start Mike Mike Wallace and Jason Witten. Well, he started Wallace. So he listened to half of what you said. I don't think he even started Wallace. I did think he? he, yeah, I think he faded off though. I thought you guys didn't know him. No, I, oh, yeah, they, but his Twitter follow. Yeah, they okay. follow us. Okay. Yeah, I don't even think he. I actually sent him. I sent him a direct message today and asked him for his address so I can send him a noose. Uh, <laughs> didn't get any response back from him yet though. Maybe he already had one. Just anthrax. Yeah, maybe he already used the noose. Uh, anyway, I think we can all assure that at Stroud Rounder is a. And that concludes our Dumb Dumb segment for the week. Again, if you guys have any opponents that you're playing that just are complete Dumb Dumbs and play ridiculous people and bench great people, please send it to our Twitter at Point After Show or my Twitter at Paul underscore the PA Show. That's all right. what we got. Here's uh, Tommy's top targets on the waiver wire. All right, let's get into the waiver wire segment. What people need going forward, either with buys coming up or, you know, you have some of those players that you don't want any longer because they're not producing, you know, a lot of the guys we spoke about earlier. Or even you just have a roster spot that you could fill with someone that's doing a little better right now. This is my favorite segment, by the way, because I feel like, without a doubt, this is probably the most important. What I always say to you guys, I always say you never win your, you never win a championship not that I know, because I never won a championship. <laughs> you but really you never win. So you you never win a championship. You never win a championship at draft. You win it on the waiver wire. Um, and I think that if people listened to the things that we talk about on the waiver wire, they would have had a lot of oh, yeah. solid we've guys been, in their we've team. Been, we've been doing all right for pretty, ourselves. Pretty the last solid. And, and let's yeah. be honest, the waiver wire in, in our league specifically, our league of record is oh, it's bone dry. It's yeah. bone dry. Bone dry. You can't yeah. get a single thing off it because. Everybody in our league listens to our podcast, so they're just yeah. taking advice from us. So maybe we should learn how to block it so they yeah. can't listen to it. We should start giving bad advice. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's from the book of bad ideas. But, yeah, so first one, I'm going to switch it up. Instead of going with a, a player here, I'm going to go with the defense. They've only owned in 40% of leagues. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. They're averaging, uh, averaging double-digit points the last four weeks. They have Cleveland next week. So I think if you're looking to stream a defense, your defense has a bye or a tough matchup, you go out and you get the Baltimore Ravens defense. They showed you what they could do against the, the high-flying Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Roethlisberger was only at maybe like 70% today, but shut him down until garbage time. I'm saying go pick up the Baltimore Ravens and you stream them this week. I will, uh, I'm going to actually go do that because I'll be honest, uh, maybe like three weeks ago, I listened to Tommy's advice and went and picked up the Jets defense. And um, 
Yeah, they, they have, they've killed me like two weeks in a row. I think they got murdered again this week. So I'm going to take your advice again, though, and I'm going to go get rid of the Jets defense and go pick up the Ravens. I just uh, I hope this time your 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 advice is better than the the Jets, though. With the the Ravens, the they had a good week this week. I mean, they had a pick for a touchdown, a couple sacks, fumble recovery. I think they gave up a couple points, but you can never go wrong when you're playing the Cleveland Browns with a defense, though. So I totally agree with Tommy. Pick them up for a streamer for the for next week, or if you have unlimited. Uh Transactions yearly. Just pick up whoever's playing the Cleveland Browns every week. Yeah, that's true too. You should be switching to that. Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right. So my uh, my first waiver pickup of the week is Ronnie Hillman. Um, people are probably like, really, Ronnie Hillman? Where does he play now? Denver? Is he like the seventh running back in Denver? The Sunshine State. No, actually, Ronnie Hillman is a running back in Minnesota who is desperately in need of a quality running back. Uh, McKinnon and Asiata are not getting it done, and I'll be honest, I'm pretty positive that Adrian Peterson's not coming back anytime soon this year. So, uh, he's only owned in 2% of leagues. Over the last three weeks since he's joined the team, he's increasing his uh, his carries each week. If you watched him this week, um, he just, again, he looks better than those other two guys. He's faster, he's more elusive, he catches better out of the backfield. I like Ronnie Hillman. In the next two to three weeks, I think Ronnie Hillman is going to be the standout guy in Minnesota who is desperately in need of some offense. Yeah, I disagree with that one a little bit because Jarek McKinnon's coming back. McKinnon was here today. Yeah, he did, he did play today. Yeah, he, yeah, and he, he sucks. Today. So did Big Ben play today. Look, at, like They're coming off these injuries. That was a weird comparison. Not really. They're both coming off injuries. Mc- McKinnon's so. not a starter to begin with. Okay. I just think... Hillman was actually a starter in Denver. He was solid last year. Uh, not solid enough to stay on the team. Okay, so that's but, real solid. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, I just think I think Theo Riddick is the Ronnie Hillman of 2012. Does that make sense or not? No, 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 no I don't even know. 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell was got, who's goes back that far? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Theo Riddick was so still in high school. I, I I like Ronnie Hillman. I think if you pick him up now, I think in two weeks you're going to be rewarded for him. And I tell you that as the same person that told you that C.J. Fedorowicz was the guy four weeks ago. And just going to segue into this, I'm going to steal Tommy for a second here and say C.J. Fedorowicz is my second waiver pickup. Um, If he's still sitting on your waiver wire or on your free agent market right now, you're crazy, go pick him up. Uh, Last four games, he's averaging seven-plus targets a game. He's had two touchdowns. He's actually he's the seven king. If you look the last three weeks, he's had seven targets. Um... In each game. I think he's awesome, and I think that he completely continues to keep going underrated. And as a matter of fact, he's the best wide receiver on that team. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Um, now you know, know how I, I feel. Disagree. I had him on my list also. He's only owned in 11% of fantasy leagues. So so he's probably still out there on your league. You go pick him Everybody's up. hating he's got, on him, though. He's got Jacksonville, Oakland, San Diego, and Green Bay coming up. So a couple decent matchups. If he's there, definitely pick him up. I, I think everybody's hating on him because he plays in uh, in the Texans. Yeah, they have no pass. I don't know. I, I just think that uh, the, the quarterback situation there is rough. So the next guy I'm going to go pick up, uh, he's only owned in 38% of fantasy leagues. Uh, he's been injured. He's on the pup list. He's coming back, I believe, right now after his bye this week. I'm going with Dion Lewis from... The New England Patriots. Neon Dion. Yeah, 
he's got a couple tough matchups coming up, but you look at what James White has accomplished while he was out over the last three weeks. He's averaging about 13 fantasy points a week. So, you know, there's a lot of potential for Dion to come back. I don't think they rush him back. Bill Belichick isn't a coach like that. He always wants to, you know, he's a great coach. and Great system. They're going to get him the ball. He's going to score points. He's going to be hit or miss. I think with him coming back, I think it's going to be like every second or third week, one of those running backs are going to have a big week. I don't think you can depend on one of New England's running backs to be consistently scoring you 14 to 20 points every week. No. You can't. You just had James White that was averaging 13 fantasy points over the last three. Yeah, but what was before that? That was LeGarrette Blunt doing the same thing. I think LeGarrette Blunt is definitely holding down the fort for for carries, and as long as they stay ahead in games, which, let's be honest, it seems like they're going to be, LeGarrette Blunt will continue to be the bell collar. But I love Deion Lewis. Um, He was still available in one of my three leagues. I actually drafted him this year, and then obviously I couldn't hold on to him after he got hurt before the season started. Um, but I did find him in one of my other leagues and grabbed him real quick. I think Deion Lewis is absolutely a good stash right now. Um, and I think coming down the stretch, they're going to utilize him more and more. So I like that pickup. Yeah, and you look at him, he's you're talking LeGarrette Blunt. He runs the ball out of the backfield. Deion Lewis, he's a catchback. So no, I'm just he's looking gonna, at I'm just and looking look at, at they love passing the ball. I'm just looking at Belichick the past like two or three years. Oh, I hate I hate having anything Belichick running back. The running so yeah, running back bad. related. There, it's like every other week is a good week for one of their two or three running backs. But Deion Lewis or has just been pretty consistent last year. Yeah. Deion Leo- Lewis was very, very consistent last year. He went in like what the third or fourth round in most drafts this year. Yeah, I think he was probably the biggest consistency for running back situation in New England. And I get what you're saying. I'm worried about him getting that same type of productivity because Legarrette Blunt seems to just be doing very, very well, and I'm not sure that everybody was anticipating that happening um, the way it's been. I know for a fact that if I'm a James White owner, I really hope to God that I had Deion Lewis sitting in the bench waiting because James White's days are pretty much numbered. And you could see them over the last couple of weeks. They've pretty much deteriorated to nothing. And we're just saying this is a waiver wire pickup. You know, there's value there. You know, it's not going to be a fantasy stud every single week. There might be that week where he throws up 25 fantasy points for you, but there might be the week where he might put up five fantasy points for you. So with the waiver wires, we're not claiming these people are just going to be fantasy dynamite the rest of this season. I think that I think with the solid plays. I think with the situation at running back this year, I mean, he's absolutely exactly, man. I mean, if he's sitting on your waiver, you better have him. I mean, quickly because there's nothing and injuries. I mean, running backs are going down. Faster than Kim Kardashian on prom night. Ooh, so wow. um, I wish I were her prom day. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's or it's, the limo driver even. Oh, it's a uh, it's a dog eat dog world out there for uh, for running back. So if he's out there, grab him really quick. He's probably not though. Um, T, who's your last guy? So my last guy, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a quarterback here. I'm gonna say Jay Cutler. I talked about this guy last week. I think he's going to be solid going forward. You know, he has no competition there. Hoyer's out until late this season with that uh, forearm injury. Jay Cutler has Tampa Bay, Giants, Tennessee, and San Francisco. You look at what quarterbacks have done to these teams the last few weeks. You know, you had Matty Ice go out there and sling it all over Tampa Bay. You had Carson Wentz, although he had a couple picks this week, you know, put up a bunch of yardage, a bunch of fantasy points. Tennessee was slashed today by Phillip Rivers. Yeah, Drew Brees doing Drew Brees things versus San Francisco. So Cutler has some great matchups coming up. 
if you need a quarterback because your team has a bye, whatever have you, go get Jay Cutler this week. I'm, I'm an. Gonna, L, I'm an oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to disagree with him on that. Oh, really? I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. I'm an Alshon Jeffrey fan. I'm an I, Alshon I'm, Jeffrey fan, too. I, I'm glad that Jay Cutler's back. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But listen, guys, yeah. listen. Relax, okay? Relax. Yeah, I know. Aaron Rodgers said know, this. R-E-L-A-X. It was one game. Pushed down my fantasy We all know how it goes. The big, dramatic comeback for Jay Cutler. He swoops in there on his on his white horse, and he, he looks great. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to go back to Jay Cutler. He's not a good quarterback. He doesn't give two shits about football. He's going to suck. Listen, I this promise is what you. I think about it. I he's, promise you he's going I, to this suck. This is what I think. I think you're completely wrong with this one. I think Jay Cutler finally realized that he well, needs finally. to... Ten he's years in the league, and he finally realized he's been think benched he multiple times. He needs to take it serious now. Oh, I think going forward, Jay Cutler is going to be dedicated to the team, dedicated to the offense, dedicated to practice. Two weeks ago, I said Jay Cutler. I, I was talking about Jay Cutler, saying he needed to he needed to fight for his his job because he's going to be a free agent. And he needs to find and another team. And you guys were all uh, no on, on my shit saying it's crazy. He still sucks. He still sucks. But you, I agree with you. He does. He came in for one game. I promise you, he will come back down to earth. I hope to God. Alshon Jeffrey continues to keep getting targets and continues to keep getting catches, but Cameron Meredith is complete shit now because of Cutler coming back. And hope to God, listen, the only reason Cutler looked as good as he did is, let's be honest, because Howard got off to a quick start last game. He ran the ball really, really well. That isn't going to happen every game. Cutler will come back down to runs. You never know. He had a couple big if runs. If you're desperate enough to take Cutler because maybe you have Ben Roethlisberger and you don't know if he's going to be playing next week, I get it. But if you, I can't start him over here's, an actual real starter. Here's a prediction right here. No, and I'll, I'll bet on this. Whatever you want to bet on it, you call it. Right now you owe me a, a case of good beer because light. of uh, last week's picks. But I will bet that Jay Cutler... Yeah, give me a real bet because Jay I, I Cutler, have enough balls to give you a decent Jay bet. Jay Cutler... Is a top twelve quarterback. A top twelve quarterback. Top. Dude, give me some freaking numbers here. You and your corny ass bets. What are you gonna tell me next? That Tom Brady's gonna throw for four hundred yards? Ooh. I already did that one. I know your weak ass freaking bets. Give okay. me something real. Timmy's gonna be a top five if I really want to go pick him up. No, Tommy's gonna. gonna dude, Tommy's gonna be a top seven. Like I invent the Tommy's gonna be a top seven. Here. Don't be yeah. a bitch about it. Yeah, cause he's junk. Just junk. admit it. He's poop. I'm gonna no. Top seven, and I maybe I'll give you that. I'll do top nine. You can listen. You can't argue top seven. Like top that, nine for rest of the season or top nine no, next no, week for next four weeks. That's why I was going top twelve, average. Next okay. four weeks, top twelve quarterback Jay Cutler. I'll take. No, you said top. You said top nine. I'll, I'll take top nine. All right, top nine. got it. Top nine take quarterback it. Jay Cutler over the next four week period. That's it. You okay. get the end of the day, no matter what happens. Most fantasy points too. So if there are those top like three, four quarterbacks that have buys in the coming weeks. Whatever they have, average or total points for those weeks, right, that can counts. I, you can't you can't deny no matter where this goes that all this does is benefit Jeffrey though. Oh, his targets his targets last week. Loser, I got it. Loser, has got to sing the national anthem on air. Oh, I don't need. No. Oh uh, yeah, we have to get a flag in here. Yeah, and Paul kneels all the time. So. <laughs> oh well, both knees. Come on. Wow. <laughs> true, <laughs> story, true story. True story. Come just on. Kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Jerks. All right. Um, my last one. Don't, don't, don't. My, I have one. Um, I thought Tommy was going with a different guy, so I'm actually kind of glad that he didn't. But I'm going to go with the wide receiver from Tennessee, Rashard Matthews, as my final waiver pickup. I think that this guy has been hot his last two games. Uh, ten receptions, three touchdowns. His next three games have – he has Green Bay, Indianapolis, and Chicago, all 
beatable mm. defenses by wide receivers. I think that Mariota's got a little bit of a man crush on him. I've been bark- barking Mariota for the last, like, three weeks. This isn't about Mariota. This is about Richard Matthews. I'm just talking about <laughs> his receivers, too. The- but, yeah, he had two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Two touchdowns this week? Matthews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm... I'm I think he's the. I think he. I know Tommy's been on Kendall Wright's nuts for the last couple of weeks. He's yeah. got a man crush on him. Surprised he hasn't done a bromance for him yet. But I. I think that Matthews is the guy there. Um, if Demarco Murray's not getting the ball and and Delaney Walker has been kind of slowed up a little bit, I definitely think that Matthews is his first target. And I'm gonna sneak back in here to add another way for wire sniff target. Around. Since he said it, go out and get Kendall Wright. Bad he's idea. He's only owned in 16% of the leagues. Over the last four games, he's averaging about 75 receiving yards. He has two touchdowns over the last four. He's averaging around six targets. Go get Kendall Wright over Matthews for sure. So you're going for a receiver down there in Tennessee. I feel like we need to read right now saying dum-dum. Uh, I think No, I think Matthews in deeper leagues is a great pickup. Thank you, I really Eddie. do. I really Thank do. you, Eddie. Um, and and Wright in no leagues is a great pick. Kendall Wright is a good pickup in uh, like a, like a, a five-on-five basketball. No, like he's a good pickup. Actually, Kendall no, Wright's a great he's pickup a, in a 16-man league. All right. You know? Do you want to make another wager? Kendall Wright at four points and Matthews going. The rest of the season. Uh, rest of the season right it. now. You're not going to keep track of it. I'll write them right down. It's on the podcast. Yeah. We can I'm not worried about it. that. I'm, not, I'm talking about you're not going to keep wall. track of the points. Uh-huh. You could do it right on your uh, your fantasy apps. It'll tell you how many points they had from week eight on. Rest of season, Matthews versus Kendall yeah, Wright. Yeah, for sure. I'll take it. Yeah. What's week, the bet? Week ten what on. You call it. Week I ten on. How about me? Double. Me and Eddie will call it. What's that? What what they're betting? All, All right. No. Why not? Yeah, that, right. Yeah, not yeah. that doesn't seem you to benefit what? either I, of I'm us. I'm that confident. Sure. Loser's gonna uh, sing. I'm a little teapot. On video for our Instagram followers. All right. Yeah, there I you go. Thought of something a little better, but yeah, sure. Okay. I'm liking it. All right, well that wraps up. Uh, that wraps up this, and a lot of bets just happened there. <laughs> yeah, Christ, can I get Tommy to bets. take an over under, possibly? Hey, I bet you guys that we're not going to our next segment. Bet you're lying. Damn it. Do we have a commercial break? Loss. Here in this diary. All right, this is our dear diary segment. This is Eddie. I'm gonna. Take it down a notch. Take it down a little bit. Put on a little bit of the white berry. Yeah. A little one-on-one. We are a psychiatrist. Put my headphones on, light a candle, put on some bubble bath, a robe maybe, and this is my dear diary. Dear diary, the last thing I needed to see was Mark Ingram put up 160 yards and two touchdowns after last week's performance. Five yards, a fumble, and a splinter in the ass from riding the bench. What a fucking joke. He put up more fantasy points today than his previous four games combined. Mark Ingram had a worse effect on my fantasy team than Crystal Meth has on a middle-class, lower-class family. Once again, you proved to be a punk-ass bitch diary. I don't mean that. I still did okay, even though I didn't start Ingram. I should win today, but there are still no, no guarantees in life. If I lose, you'll know. I beg for your blessing. Give me the fantasy strength to keep winning. Yo, boy, Eddie. P.S. I keyed your car. Tommy. Dear Diary, today was a rough day. Had a little bit of a hangover. And I had to think about my Sunday bets. And I started thinking about you, Pittsburgh Steelers. The 4-4 four four piece of shit from the AFC North. Why do you always give me the highest hopes during preseason? 
I don't understand it. I preached to my friends we're fantasy football relevant and we're gonna bring it to the promised land and win another Super Bowl. I thank you for the two Super Bowls you've given me during my life, but you're terrible. You're on a two game skid. You have Dallas and Indy within the next two weeks. I don't know what the hell is gonna happen. I don't even wanna see what the lines are cause I'll probably take it just for the heart of it. I hate you. Thank you, Diary, for listening to this. Dear Diary, today Dad beat Tommy in fantasy football, basically all but assuring that he is not going to make the fantasy playoffs. But besides that, Chip Kelly finally did something right. No, he didn't win a game. Don't be crazy. But what he did do was reward fantasy players by announcing early in the day that Carlos Hyde was officially out and Duan Harris was going to be his starter. That would have been all good by itself, but good old Chip took his love for fantasy players one step further by actually feeding Mr. Juwan the ball. Hopefully Rex Ryan can learn from Chip on fantasy football etiquette. Seems he taught him how to lose just fine. Thank you, Chip Kelly. Love, Polly Bag of Walnuts. Dear Diary, today I write you about the confusion of the relationship that I have with Carson Wentz as my backup fantasy football quarterback. Carson's up, he's down, he's all around. I don't really know where to go with him, but I know I had to start him next week because for the second week in a row, half of my team is on bye. Thank you, Oakland Raiders. By all accounts, Wentz is a solid quarterback in real life. As far as fantasy goes, I'm torn and still waiting for him to have that blow up game. Hopefully next week he'll actually provide, take the Eagles to the promised land, and score some fantasy points. And hopefully he can limit the mistakes and not have interceptions. All right, that was our uh, Dear Diary segment where we enter our Dear Diary for the week. Uh, thanks for listening to the Point After Show. That's all we have for our 10th episode once again. This is a double-digit, a huge uh, accomplishment, I would say, for us. Um, a whole decade with that. A decade, not a century. Uh, I did say a century at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah. Dum dum. <laughs> All right, Bob. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Point After Show. Once again, uh, I'm at E S K O R U P A underscore P A S. Tom. I'm at T Lip underscore the P A S. Smoggy. I am at Paul underscore the P A Show. Cavi. I am at Cavi the PA show and uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram subscribe to us once again on iTunes and you can send us your questions comments hate mail whatever to the point after show at gmail.com and again if you've made it this far in the show thank you thanks I'd like to um, sing you this song to to a Bob Dylan tune it's a protest song of protest it's called Mr. Tangerine Man. Hey, Mr. Tangerine Man, what's that on your head? Is it alive or is it dead? Do you keep it on in bed? How often is it fed? We're dying to take a peek to see what's under it. Hey, Mr. Tangerine Man, waving at your fans. It's all about those little hands. 
and your non-existent master plan and on a cold november morning no one's following you well your mother must have told you donald you can do no wrong you're handsome big and strong you will struggle hard and long despite your sacrifice they'll hate you because you're ravishing when you look inside the mirror tell me what is it you see is it the one and only me someone we all want to be in your own reality with your weirdo family your casino golf club dreams and the ruins of other schemes like trump university and all the other gifts that you've been lavishing hey mr tangerine man what's that on your head is it alive or is it dead do you keep it on in bed how often is it fed we're dying to see under it hey mr tangerine man waving at your fans it's all about those little hands and marketing the brand and in the jingo jangle morning no one's following you In case there's any question, I'm a white man just like you. Not a black man or a Jew, or a Muslim or Hindu. But I'm scared of what you do. You blow us all to Timbuktu. Please bid the phone adieu. Well, it's time to stop the insults and the tweeting. It's not hard to kill an elephant. And that's just what you did, like your inbred rat-tooth kids. It's fair game, you're pure id. Well, who are you trying to kid with your presidential bid? You're either gonna flip your lid or shut down the whole grid. Cause even rich men get outbid and you'll claim it's rigged before you take your beating. Mr. Tangerine Man, leave your gilded throne. Call back your campaign loans. Throw the dogs a bone. Maybe send the Muslims home. Then kill them with a drone. They'll never know what hit them. Hey, Mr. Tangerine Man, waving at your fans. It's all about those little hands. Your non-existent master plans And on a bright November morning No one's following you Thank you! I'll be around.